everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound Podcast, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, me, it's Ariel, and me, Raylene. Today is our 50th episode, Raylene. That's crazy. That actually is crazy, and it's very fitting because it is October 11th, and our podcast launched last year in October. That's true. So we're averaging about an episode a week, which is amazing. Um, That's true. How did we manage that? <laughs> I mean, I know we've taken a few weeks off, but we've also done quite a few bonus episodes. That's true. That's and true. like just random extra book clubs and stuff like that. Mm. So it's, uh, I'm honestly, I'm really proud of us. I really love this, this podcast. I love the community. I love getting to record these on Sunday mornings with you. Even though we both complain about how sleepy we are, the second we start recording, I'm having a good time. It's fun. Um, So today we're going to have a fun episode. We have a couple of things we're going to throw in here for some extra added fun. Um, We are going to be doing reverse recommendations. So this is a lot of fun. Uh, We've done this once before and... um, so let me just explain how it was because I don't even remember what episode number it was that we did. Yeah, it was a so while I don't, ago. I can't be like refer back to whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> Here's how it works. Let's just, uh, you know what, really, let's just start off with this because I think people will find this a lot of fun, and then we'll jump mm-hmm. into our usual stuff. So, as you know, we have episodes where we recommend you guys books based on books that you ask for. Um, well, this is the opposite. Raylene and I, we don't have all the answers. So <laughs> we are asking you guys for some help. We will ask you, each of us will ask you for a recommendation and then you can give us the book that you think fits. Um, what I will do is I will create a little spreadsheet and um, I will put that spreadsheet on our Patreon. You do not have to be a patron to look at this link you just have to go to patreon.com forward slash books unbound um is it books unbound podcast (laughs) i better better verify that link no it's just (laughs) books unbound uh patreon.com forward slash books unbound and you will see a post that will um yeah that will say reverse recommendations number two and it will have a link to our spreadsheet and you can just click on there and add your recommendation. Heck yeah. So let's, st- I'm excited to announce these. <laughs> I was going to say like go into them, but we can't really say much. We just say what we want. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, we wait. <laughs> and then we wait. And then we will talk about, let's give people two weeks. We'll give people two weeks and then uh, we'll see what, 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 what everyone comes back with. Mm-hmm. So um, Raylene. What are you looking for? It's funny because Raylene set up a spreadsheet for us a long time ago after we, when we were doing the first one. Yeah. And she has filled in a lot of like ideas that she has. And I have two. I have two <laughs> and she's got all these great. Anyway, Raylene, what are you looking for? So I'm like, which one do I pick? What am I in the mood for right now? Um, okay. The one I'm going to go with is one that I very rarely see in books. So I'm interested to see what people come up with. Mm. I want a book that's about people or a person being on the run, being fugitives from the law. You see this a lot in movies like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde, Thelma and Louise. Um, And I've read a couple of books that have this, like Sadie um, by Courtney Summers and Unwind by Neil Shusterman has a little bit of that as well. Um, So I am primarily looking for adult fiction or like mature YA. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that there's no like (laughs) non-mature YA books about people being fugitives from the law, but... (laughs) I just needed to make sure to, to, to put that in there. So, yeah, if anybody has any books like that, I mean, I guess 
nonfiction would be okay too if mm. there there is such a thing like i'm right. not limiting this to anything even a graphic novel would be cool right. like anything would be cool so please recommend me all the fugitive books because i am really fascinated by that topic and i just don't see it very often yeah i think that that's a really cool one and i'm going to recommend you a book right away <laughs> okay please thank <laughs> just you just before anyone else does it and it is bastard by max I... the radige um i th- have you bought it yet no but okay I, i'm gonna get it from the library my library has it so okay cool i just before anyone else said it before uh, everyone was thinking it they're like hasn't ariel talked a lot about that graphic novel i have yeah. and i love it and it, i think it's the only book i've read about fugitives at least that i can remember maybe like i mean so a lot of dystopian ya books can be about fugitives. that's true it's kind of like the hunger games katniss is running from the law but um no that book was impeccable it was one of the first books i read in the year and i loved it well i'll i'll get it from the library straight away okay well everyone help raylene out help raylene figure out how when she commits her crime she can run away from the law (laughs) um my turn okay like i said i only have two which one will i pick i'm gonna pick okay i'm gonna pick the farm one (laughs) what i wrote on the spreadsheet was i want the characters to be on a farm most of the time damn it (laughs) (laughs) She wants something and she wants it bad. Um, Okay, I want a farm book. I want a Stardew Valley book. And it's funny because that is probably one of the requests we get the most. eh? It's true. We've seen it. We get a lot of people asking us for uh, Stardew Valley books or books that are like um, Animal Crossing. And I'm like, I know. I want that too. Yeah, I got Um, nothing. I I guess I, I have talked about on the podcast before how I'm interested in kind of this like simple living alternative living Mm -hmm. uh situation I'm very interested in books about people that are maybe living off grid or are um just I guess another way of putting this is Captain Fantastic but as a book yeah um I want I do want it to be fiction because I know that there are quite a few non-fiction books about people who like share a memoir of their experience right. living off grid and I've actually I have seen quite a few very cool ones um, that I'm very interested in but for this I would love our listeners to help me out by giving me a recommendation for a book that is I don't it's just I want it to not be about technology I don't really want them to go to the city <laughs> Yeah, like Um, if it has Stardew Valley vibes, it's like the small town aspect as well, where it's like there's not a lot of people around because there's like 20 people maximum in Stardew Valley. It's very small. Exactly. And if they go to the city, they only like do it once and they hate it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because I have a couple, I've gotten some people recommending me like certain farm books where it's, and I don't even remember them, but like I, I remember looking them up. And it was like they grew up on a farm, but then they moved away. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want like the majority <laughs> of the book to be on the farm. Um, and by farm, again, also I will specify, I don't mean necessarily exactly a farmer. It could just be someone living in the country. It could just be someone living off grid. It could just be someone who like, I don't know, just lives rural. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited to see what people come up with because I would be Me interested too. in reading some of these too, potentially. Me too. So like I said, if you have the perfect book for us, please pop on over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash books unbound. You do not have to be a patron. Uh, although, I mean, you could become one, uh, but you don't have to be one <laughs> to um, 
to yeah to click on this link and uh we're very excited to hear what you guys all pick and then our um the other thing i just wanted to quickly mention before we dive in before raylene i ask you if you have any books you want to recommend this week is that we um I kind of updated one of our website pages just a little, just a tweak, just a tiny bit. And I wanted to let everyone know about that. So basically, um, we have a submit button on, on the, on the website. Let me just make sure it still says submit and I didn't change it. No, it still says submit. (laughs) Okay. So it says submit. And that is where if you have a book that you want us to give you, you go on and there's a little form and it just says like, what book do you want? And, um, what are your pronouns? So that we say that correctly on the podcast and, um, yeah, let us know like, what is it that you are dying to read? Well, the problem was we didn't really have another way for people to communicate with us. So we were getting random messages in our spreadsheet that uh, that form sent to mm-hmm. along with our recommendations. And we were missing those messages because they were it was such a random place for them to go. So on that same page, if you just scroll down a little bit, there is now a second form. Whoa. <laughs> And the second form is, so the first form says book request for the podcast. The second one says have a message you want to send. And so this is a chance for you to send us any messages that you have, things that you think that we need to hear, um, whether that is like something we get often is people recommending books for other people. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, I know that you guys recommended this one, but I really needed to recommend this too. Or if you just have a note or sometimes people have specific book news for us. For example, we already, I hadn't even announced this and we already have four messages in there, um, which is really fun. And so let's see this one, for example, this comes from Ben. He says, Hey guys, I love the podcast and have been listening to it since it began. I heard in your last episode, you guys talking about Donal Ryan's new book, Strange Flowers. And I wanted to firstly say thank you to Ariel for introducing me to him. Um, But I also wanted to say that Strange Flowers is his best book. I couldn't put it down and was so moved and interested. Have a great week. So like, you see what I mean? This is just going to give everyone a chance to tell us anything you guys have on your mind. um, Something you really want us to hear, but it isn't a book recommendation. So Mm -hmm. super fun. Love that. Um, Also, a lot of the messages are very much full of love. And I think that's so nice. (laughs) We like that. We need that. (laughs) Very, very nice. So wanted to mention that. And actually, while we're here, one more quick note. Our episodes now come out on Sundays. This has been a point of confusion, and I apologize. (laughs) We have not been doing a good job updating. Um, That's because we're flailing around here trying to figure out the best possible schedule. And as you know, forever, our podcast episodes were coming out on Tuesdays. But then we had to change some stuff up because of our work. And we thought Thursdays would work, and they didn't. So that that, that new Thursday schedule lasted about two weeks. And now we're doing Sundays. And this is for sure going to be the schedule we stick to for a very long time. Yeah. So Sundays are when new episodes come out for everyone who is panicking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sorry. We're just losing our minds over here. (laughs) We're just losing our minds over here. Well, okay. This has been a fun start to the episode. Kind of a different start. But now let's jump into our usual shtick. Raylene, what what books have you read in the last couple of weeks that you would like to share with us? Yes. Well, I haven't really read much, but I did manage... (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Yeah, normally I read a lot um, in between recordings, but this time I was like, 
whatever, I'll just read one book. Um, so I read 172 Hours on the Moon. Oh, no, I'm so scared. I have, yeah, I was like, I got, I got to talk about this. Oh, so no. it wasn't as good. But okay. it was still lots of fun. I feel okay. like people reading this for the first time will get much more out of it than I did upon okay. the second that's reading. That's still good to hear. Yeah. You. It's a t- it, I think it's the type of book that's just difficult to reread because you yeah. know the secret. You know yeah. what the big reveal is going to be the entire time. And the most fun part about the book is not knowing what the heck is going on. Totally. Um Because for those who don't know, this book is about um, basically NASA <laughs> has... I thought you were going to spoil it I was like, hold on. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So this book is is about uh, a time when NASA wants to go back to the moon for a secret mission, but they don't have, you know, the funding or the like people don't care about NASA anymore. And so they just don't really have what they need to get there. And so they create this contest for three teenagers to be able to go to the moon. And so then that kind of like hypes up NASA and it makes people be excited about space again. So they're Uh able to go back to the moon. And so there's these three teenagers who win the contest and they all go to the moon and then all hell breaks loose. And that's all I can tell you. Um, And yeah, it was great. You and I read it back in 2013. I remember that because I wrote it in the back of the book. (laughs) And we loved it. We were buddy reading it over the span of like two days and it's so fast paced. Yeah, it's very quick and very exciting and quite scary. I will say upon rereading it, I was not scared at all. (laughs) But that's because I knew what was going on. So I I don't know how to judge this anymore because... It's hard to judge. Yeah, because it was very scary when we read it. But that was also seven years ago. We were younger. We were more impressionable. We were scared (laughs) of things. I hadn't read any Stephen King yet. You know, it was a different time. Right. So I would mm. still recommend it to people who want to read something scary. And yep. I mean, I don't think it's that scary anymore. So I feel like people can handle it. It is just a teen book. Um, I will also say the writing felt a little awkward upon the second rereading. It is translated from Norwegian. Totally. So it could be a translation issue. Um, 100%. But yeah, it was a little awkward and the teenagers were like all very angsty. So it is very much a teen book, okay. but it okay. was fun. So I still enjoyed okay. it. It just wasn't like, oh my God, five stars, best book I've read in the year. Like it was when oh, we first read I it. I get you. Yeah, I get you. I get you. And I think, I think part of that, um, I think it was never going to be as good because of like what you said it is a very plot twisty book yes and once you know those plot twists it's just never gonna be as fun mm-hmm. um but i guess that's life <laughs> now i'm scared to reread it maybe i'll just you don't have it. to you just certainly that's don't true. have to that's true <laughs> um all right well the book that i mainly read but didn't finish <laughs> is banned book club um, so Band Book Club is by Kim Hyun Suk, Ko Hyung Ju, and Ryan Estrada. Um, and I am loving this book. I can't find my copy right now. I think I put it in my backpack. I just don't know, guys. I just don't know where I put it. <laughs> Packing madness. Um, yeah, seriously. Um, but I, I am loving it. I'm having so much fun with it, but I'm not, but I just didn't have a chance to finish it. But the book is... Did I talk about it last week? I don't think or... so. We talked about it on the live show, but I don't know. Yeah, if we you're right. About okay, it on the I don't think I have. So this is a phenomenal book. It's um, it is, it's a memoir. I think it's slightly fictionalized, just a little bit, but it is a memoir about this character Kim Hyun Suk, um, in the '80s, 
and it's this you know this young girl who's like 17 18 going to college and her parents have a steak restaurant and uh, which is kind of funny because like you can hear her parents bickering a lot and her mom's like chastising her dad about starting a steak restaurant and he's like it's my dream and she's like why was your dream to start a restaurant in a city where no one knows how to use a fork (laughs) and it's just like very funny um and then there's a scene where they like put a plate of food in front of one of um kin hyun suk's new friends and he's like wow this looks delicious and then there's just like a silent panel while everyone stares at it and then he just looks up and he's like how do i eat it (laughs) (laughs) that's cute so yeah it is really cute i mean and it makes sense right like the first time that i ate with chopsticks i was like Huh? Say what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, pardon? How do you use this to get the food into the mouth? <laughs> um, so anyway, it's, it's got some cute, fun moments like that. Yeah. But it is about this character who goes to college and doesn't really know what to expect from it. And this it's during Korea's or South Korea's Fifth Republic. It's um, It says a military regime. I don't want to mess anything up because I don't know enough about it to just say it ad lib. A military regime that entrenched its power through censorship, torture, and the murder of protesters. Um, and so basically she, you know, very often campuses, colleges, and young people are on the kind of front lines of protests and stuff. And so she's kind of pushed into this world and she joins kind of by accident joins this book club where they are reading banned books but like not is i don't know how to emphasize enough that and i totally respect when we do like banned books week and stuff but those books when whenever we do banned book week it's like books that were historically banned do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or books that were banned in other countries oh it's time to record the podcast (laughs) here we are (laughs) um Whereas here, she's actually reading books that if she were to be caught reading, she would go to jail. So oh, wow. the, the stakes are so much higher. These books are actively banned. They are actively being pursued. She would get in huge, huge trouble for reading them. Um, and it, so it's so stressful, but super um, powerful. You know, so I haven't finished it yet. I don't know how it's going to end. I hope it ends, I mean, as well as it can end because I'm mm-hmm. really enjoying it and I don't want to be sad, but right. it's also real life. What so. are some of the books that she's reading just out of curiosity? You see, this is a great question. And I sh- if I had the freaking book, <laughs> you know what? I think I see it. Hold on, guys. <laughs> the second you asked for it, my mind panicked. I was like, where the heck was the last time I saw it? And I remembered that I filmed a video where I mentioned it. And then everything fell into place. I know, you found it instantly. Um, That was pretty great. Thank you. So, okay. (laughs) Basically, there's this scene where they're like, wait, this is a band book club. And she's like, what? What are you all reading? And they all kind of go down the line and share what they're reading. So I actually can tell you. Um, She brought The Scarlet Letter uh, by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Her friend brings The Motorcycle Diaries by Che Guevara. Oh, um, the other person is Counter-Revolutionary Violence, Bloodbaths, In Fact, and Propaganda by Noam Chomsky. I see. <laughs> Someone has Pedagogy of the Oppressed by Paolo Fieri, The Feminine Mystique by Betty Friedan, and Cry of the People and Other Poems by Kim Ji-ha. So I thought that was really cool because it has, like, so many authors from different countries. Che Guevara, Noam Chomsky, yeah, Paolo that's a good Fieri. Mix. But then also, like, Betty Friedan, like, feminism. And the, the final collection that the guy mentions is poetry. Um, 
So it's like they did show like a very a good variety of things. And it's kind of, you know, these are all books I could walk into chapters and buy. Totally. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't get in trouble for reading. I mean, maybe I get some people yelling at me on the internet about maybe the feminine, the feminist one. You know what's <laughs> funny? I think I would get more, um, I'd get more negative comments about the feminist text from actual feminists being like, that one's outdated. Yeah. <laughs> um, than I would from like people who hate feminism. But regardless, you know, the kind of, um, critique that we'd get for it would be so mild compared to these these kids are reading mm-hmm. these and because they want to be educated they want to know what's going on outside their borders um later on you like you it's kind of a part of the book is that they show you the books that they're reading right that's cool and so you kind of see like at one point one of the guys is reading this book that is like the that everyone's kind of panicky that he even has oh wow because it's about it's about either south or north korea and it's very like non-complimentary of the state Mm. and they're like dude should you even be reading that and he's like i want to know what they're lying to us about and it's just like ah that's very interesting (laughs) so you know it's very interesting book it's making me um it's just really opening my eyes to this whole situation and i'm really enjoying it but i haven't finished it yet so I, I don't want to put my final stamp of approval on it, as you understand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Raylene, last week we didn't do a book haul, but this week we must. <laughs> um, and I understand that you also have some books you want to haul. Basically, yeah. it was, as you remember, it was my birthday two weeks ago. And um, two weeks ago? Yeah, so, yes, two weeks ago. And I bought some books with the chapter gift, the one of the chapter's gift cards that I got, and they arrived. So I have four Fantastic. books to show you, but let's start with you because I just talked for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just got a couple. I um, My friend and I went to Indigo a couple of weeks ago um, because we have this thing we do now every October. We go out to Indigo because it's like a nice drive. It's not too close to where we live. So we go out to Indigo, get pumpkin spice lattes and buy books. Oh. And it's just like a nice little fall tradition we've started. We also made pumpkin pie later in the night. So important. it was That's a great day. Tradition. Yeah. So I bought a couple of books. Um, I only have a couple of them with me right here because I just don't know where I put the other ones and I forget what they are. But actually, I got <laughs> um, I got Kim Jong born 1982 oh that's very exciting i bought that because of you um so i don't have that in front of me because i forgot to grab it but something else exciting that i got is this book that just came out but i've already read and that's because it's uh rita hayworth and shawshank redemption by stephen king just came out in this nice trade paperback and the reason i wanted yeah the reason i wanted to buy this is because i i read different seasons which is the collection that has this book in it Mm -hmm. i read it a few years ago I only liked two of the stories in it. Were they these two? It w- well, it was this. Well, this is just one story. Oh, and then okay. <laughs> The Body, which was the story that was turned into Stand By Me, mm. um, the movie Stand By Me. Those, These two are the ones that I liked. And now I have both of them in trade paperback, so I don't oh, care about different seasons. That's I, very cool. So I, this one just came out in this nice edition, and I was so excited. And so I jumped right on that and bought it. That's um, awesome. So that makes me feel good because I don't like having, you know, a collection of books where I only like half of them. It just felt wrong. So I got yeah. rid of that. That, um... um I just find Stephen King so interesting that like he's had so many adaptions made of even just his short stories. So many of the movies, like I remember being a teenager and being like, yeah, Shawshank Redemption, Stephen King wrote that. And I was like, 
what i was so shocked when i found that out and same with uh stand, stand by, by me. me like who would have ever guessed no like this guy prolific and, like the green mile like so many different things that you know he has a wide variety of he really does it's amazing but like almost everything he's ever written has been adapted which is pretty crazy At this point yeah it's crazy just like nicholas sparks they're the same <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. The other book that I wanted to mention that I picked up is a fantasy book. I know Ooh. you'll be excited about this because you love it when I read fantasy. I do. It's I really called do. Foundry Side by Robert Jackson Bennett. And it's pretty cool looking. It's got this like it thief have a lady cool... on the front. It looks like, um, what's his name? Not Grindelwald. <laughs> it does kind of look like Grindelwald. Maybe it is Grindelwald. Lady. Yeah. Like the guy, he's sitting on the window. Crouching by a window. He, yeah. He jumps away. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah this one i don't know too much about it other than that it involves heists the main character is a thief and there's cool magic this one has mm. been getting lots of buzz and the second book came out fairly recently i believe and when i went to the store i specifically went trying to find this one and i went to the fantasy section they only had the second book and i was like oh mm. god so i went and checked the computers and it said that they had one copy and i was like uh oh where is it and yep. i tracked down a bunch of staff members we got everybody hunting for it and they found it it was just in the wrong section Classic. so i'm really glad that i managed to get this because i really want to read some more fantasy I'm getting excited. This... I know it's spooky. It's supposed to be spooky season oh, right now, but I'm kind yeah. of craving fantasy. Now. Oh, I thought you were going to say this fantasy book was kind of spooky. I really relate fantasy to wintertime, though. Like, as it gets colder, mm -hmm. in my mind, that becomes more time for fantasy. Definitely. Um, I don't really know why, but... I yeah, think. I don't know why either, but I also agree with that. I feel like fall, winter is a good time to read fantasy. Yeah, I totally agree. Hmm. But yeah, that's my book haul. Well, I'm very happy that you got fantasy. I'm trying to imagine... Like, I'm trying to explain psychologically why it makes me happy that you read fantasy <laughs> and i'm like maybe it's similar to like when you have a if i mean i'm making this up because i have never had children but like if you had a child and they were really into something that you really didn't care about you'd still be happy to like watch them play with it do you know what that's i mean that's true it's and that just kind to see of, them be happy about something. yeah just to see someone be happy about a thing i don't know um so basically you're my daughter now okay <clears throat> moving on <laughs> now that that's established um okay so i bought four very s different books well actually the books have uh, they're sort of, sort of similar they're all literary fiction but i just mean like i haven't talked about many of these on the podcast Interesting. the okay. one that we have talked about on the podcast i think I'm very excited to show you this, Raylene. It is Earthlings by <gasps> Sayaka Murata. I just ordered that. Oh my god, oh. yes. Okay, so it's got this adorable hedgehog on the cover. I mean, they really nailed it with this with this cover. I went online because I haven't gone to a physical chapters in a long time. I'm too scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went online and actually it was a beautiful coalescence of things raylene and i not that anyone needs to know about our personal finances but raylene and i got a new credit cards <laughs> oh yeah and we um basically i got a new card and then raylene was like didn't you get a new card maybe i can use your referral and i was like yes please so then she used my referral and now we both have <laughs> credit cards with the same company anyways yeah. it is linked like we get points for shopping at chapters which is the most so dangerous thing <laughs> because it's like well now i can do it more why and not exactly so that was happening i had a gift card and chapters because it was my birthday it gave me like five dollars worth of plum points um amazing so like i I, I combined everything to get like a really big discount off of these four books so i felt really proud um but yeah i went on and i looked at this book and i really wanted it but 
it's hardcover and i was like oh, i really want the paperback how long till the paperback comes out this only just came out so it's gonna be I like know. a year and a half before the paperback comes out so i was like it's fine i'll just grab this so i'm really excited about this this is by sayaka murata who wrote convenient store woman um which we've talked about loads on the podcast before mm-hmm. it's about this young girl who um doesn't fit in with her family doesn't fit in anywhere and it's convinced that her best friend this tiny plush toy named uh or hedgehog named piyut i think is how you pronounce it um is convinced that he is an alien from another planet (laughs) and (laughs) and just that like i don't know just that I, I, she feels like a stranger so she's created this kind of little world where she is a total stranger and it says later as a grown woman living a quiet life with her asexual husband Natsuki is still pursued by dark shadows from her childhood and so it, it sounds kind of similar to convenience store woman in that our main character is very isolated and lonely mm-hmm. and I um, love that yeah I'm very excited about that okay the next one I got is Crudo by Olivia Lang have well, you heard of this one? no beautiful cover can't you agree yes i love it um we'll post a photo of this one on the instagram for sure but this it says it's the summer of 2017 and kathy is getting married meanwhile fascism is on the rise truth is dead the planet is heating up and trump is tweeting the world ever closer to nuclear war (laughs) (laughs) so it's a it's a book about the internet which is why i was excited about it it's like i was looking up most prestigious most acclaimed books about the internet because i feel like even though it's starting to get talked about so this is going to be a bit of a trend here but even though it's starting to get talked about and more books are being written about it i haven't there isn't one that's like huge yet that's like the book about the being alive in the year 2020 and how the internet's affecting us and as you know that's what my novel i'm writing is about so Mm -hmm. i was like i need to do research um but also i just enjoy writing reading about these books but it's basically it's a novella it's 133 pages long and it has a lot of tweets in it and stuff i'm very excited um and then next up wait a minute is olivia lang canadian no she's british that's still cool but i just (laughs) i just wanted to shout out if she was british or um canadian okay this next book that i got i think you'll like the sound of it really it's called indelicacy i've by amina kane have you seen it yeah i saw that i picked it up and i took a picture of it because i wanted to investigate further and then i forgot to do that well that's so funny isn't it basically it is about a woman who works as a cleaning lady at an art museum Mm. at an art gallery so similar again to convenience store woman sort of someone who isn't seen in this respectable position um she's she's kind of down on herself and she really loves the art she wants to like she wants to do more than just it says do more than just dust the paintings around her she dreams of having the liberty to explore them in writing and so she escapes by marrying a rich man um Hmm. and it's sort of like you know that's going to be a disaster and that kind of reminded me of parasite where it's sort of like yeah. this this down on their luck family trying to in, infiltrate the rich world yeah. to try That's and really cool. like bring up their own lives but obviously everything's going to fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds um, cool. I love Parasite. So anything similar to Parasite. Well, that's yeah, what I should have so, asked for as a recommendation. Dang it. Next time. That'll, <laughs> that'll be our next time. Um, but this one's also very short. It's 161 pages. Very nice. And then the last book I have, I 
you definitely know about i think you've i don't think you've read it it's the subtweet by oh Vivek yeah Shraya. i talked about that author in the last episode so yeah that okay but you haven't read this one no now. okay so for anyone who doesn't know vivek shraya is a canadian author mm-hmm. who um i think she's from edmonton oh really if yeah, memory that sounds like it could be right <laughs> calgary Oh, definitely Cal- <laughs> Alberta, but I think it's Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> but this is another Twitter book, if you will. Um, not that it's like written of, um, like it's not a bunch of tweets or anything, but it's about Twitter. So indie musician Neela Devaki has built a career writing the songs she wants to hear, but nobody else is singing. When one of Neela's songs is covered by internet artist Rue Kamini and becomes a viral sensation, the two musicians meet and a transformative friendship begins. But before long, the systemic pressures that pit women against one another begin to bear down in, uh, in the characters and with a single tweet, their friendship implodes, a career is destroyed, and the two women find themselves at the center, center of an internet firestorm whoa and i was like phenomenal (laughs) that just sounds great um i love the cover yeah i think it's amazing and i think vivek shraya is um like one of these authors who's really on the rise right now in canada Mm -hmm. um so it's really interesting to get to finally read one of her books um yeah also she did the audiobook well actually i don't know if she reads the audiobook but i know she did the music for the audio oh that's cool um and that there's like an accompanying soundtrack or something so if you're interested in that that's a thing someone could look into well yeah cool huh that's my little that is a cool little haul i love that uh i'm pretty excited about those books actually all of them seem really up my alley and feel Mm -hmm. like they could be new potential favorites which is like the most exciting yeah i hope you read them soon (laughs) (laughs) don't wait too long ariel that is the biggest burn you've ever given me maybe that should be the name of this episode i hope ariel actually reads these books uh ouch okay it's fine i will i promise okay um as a little life update for all my pals out there who care all four of you (laughs) Um, I am in the middle of a giant move and I'm not trying to justify why I'm not reading, but that is me trying to justify why I'm not reading. No, that's fair. Um, there's so much going on in my, in my melon right now that I just like, I had this day the other day. I don't really, I don't know if you can relate to this. A couple of days ago, I sat down to work because I have so much work to do. So I sat down to work and I would do a task for like 10 minutes and then I was like, no, that's not the thing I should be focusing mm. on. So I did something else for 10 minutes and I kept doing that. And then I kind of just sat there paralyzed, not <laughs> knowing what to do and just scrolling through like social media and being like, no way, I'm not supposed to do that. And then just staring at my inbo- inbox and it was like overwhelm paralysis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like I had so much to do that I just didn't know how to do any of yeah, it. Yeah, I do that sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, so it was, that's the kind of levels of, of inter- interesting stuff that's going on over here. But hopefully, in a few months, I will have moved, I will be in my own place, and I will read again. That's my goal for that's the future. That's a good dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that'll work out. I also have now read, I think, 40 books this year, Whoa. which is so exciting for me. I haven't read that much in a very long time. If not, I think it's 39 and um, Banned Books is number 40. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't know if I can squeeze in 10 more before the end of the year. Maybe if I just do a lot of graphic novels. But I do hope that like my dream for December is to really calm down. <laughs> 
good idea. And just read a lot. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, Raylene, what are you currently reading? I have nothing to say in this category because I'm currently reading uh, Band Book Club. <laughs> That's fun. I love that you made it your last book you finished and also book you're currently reading. That was yes, very, very artfully sneaky. done. <laughs> <laughs> so in the last updates episode, I did a TBR challenge for myself that I wanted to read 172 oh God, hours on yes. the moon, which I did. TBR challenge. Oh, fantastic. And Good job. I also wanted to read Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson, which is what I'm currently reading. Ah, so okay. I am now about... 100 pages from the end so i'm hoping to finish it in the next couple of days here it's thanksgiving weekend here in canada currently so i'll sure probably is. happy uh, thanksgiving a week late to everyone <laughs> yep it's great i'm gonna eat chinese food tonight instead of having Ooh, turkey nice. so that's gonna it's be fun. like we're a week late for all the canadians and we're a month early for all the americans <laughs> exactly so we really Confusing. nailed this one really <laughs> But yeah, I just mean I've got an extra day off this weekend, so I definitely plan to finish this book. It's really good, but it's not the type of book that you can fly through, at least not in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It is very heavy. Um, Mm Because for those who don't know, this is a nonfiction book by Brian Stevenson, who is a lawyer. And it's primarily about how in the 80s and 90s, he did a lot of work with... He basically started his own nonprofit um, legal firm where they help people who are on death row and try and get them off death row (laughs) and so it's very heavy because it's all about people who are in jail and a lot of people who shouldn't be in jail people who are innocent and wrongly accused Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just the way that the justice system is so flawed i mean it was used to be much more flawed but it's still completely flawed and totally you know hurts people of color and minorities so much more than it hurts white people but there's obviously tons of white people on death row too so it's not just about race but it it really highlights a lot of things that people don't want to think about and so it's oh man it's very i don't want to think about the concept of death row i I know it's horrifying (laughs) it's really horrifying i've started watching mind hunter i'm actually very close to finishing mine have you seen it no not yet but i really want to it's my (gasps) type of show raylene okay that's just (laughs) insane i figured you would have seen it this is show is so up your alley i know i meant to watch it right when it came out and then i just forgot (laughs) It's really, really good. I'm almost done the second season. It's phenomenal. It's very good as like a spooky show that isn't scary. Nice. Like they don't really show anything gruesome oh, in the cool. show, but it's very spooky because it deals with serial killers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like they, the basic concept of the show is you have these two detectives that work for the FBI. And this is back in the 70s before serial killers were even called serial right. killers. It's really funny because at the beginning of the show, one of the characters like is like, I call them sequence killers. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I guess they didn't have the terminology, but they're going around the United States interviewing serial killers to try and learn as much as they can about what makes a person do this and for the crimes that are currently being committed, like how can they find these killers faster, etc. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like why why did I bring this up? Oh, right, because <laughs> of death row. Um so the really one of the scarier parts of it is that in different states, they're like this is a death penalty state. And I was like, can you imagine? 
they're like just you just walk a couple hundred meters that way Mm -hmm. and you're suddenly in a death penalty state and if you do a certain thing that you could have done over here and like yeah you shouldn't have done it obviously i'm not not saying do it but i'm just saying if you do it over here you just go to jail if you do it over there you die and so they've got to be very careful with the things that they do and they're like is this worth sending a person to death row for oh and exactly like you said it's even worse because it's so disproportionately um people of color that get uh, it's just a disaster it's just i'm very glad to live in a country where we don't have the death penalty seriously <laughs> yeah because you're going to commit so many crimes and <laughs> <laughs> we, we keep you safe here in canada but yeah so this book is very heavy and stressful but very well written very well done brian stevenson is just like a top-notch dude like he just does so much good for the world. I don't know what he's up to nowadays because this obviously was in like the 80s and 90s. Because And I haven't finished the book yet, so I'm sure there will be some kind of update by the end of it. Oh, um, sure. But yeah, I'm just like, he's cool. He's a great guy. So yeah, really enjoying this book. But yikes, makes me sad. I've, I've cried like <laughs> but, three times while reading this book so far. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess sometimes it hurts to learn, but you got to learn. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, good stuff but yeah i hope i kind of want to read something happy after this which is why i'm like oh but it's october i have to read something scary Uh, (laughs) have you um thought about watching the movie i haven't seen the movie i definitely want to watch it yeah Yeah. i'm i'm 100 gonna watch it after i'm done i'm just waiting for my library copy oh michael b jordan my favorite actor (laughs) (laughs) i love him so much which is also why i wanted to watch the movie yeah he I was really surprised that movie didn't gain that much traction. Like, I haven't heard of that movie very often. Um, Not, like, that many people mentioned it. I feel like a lot of people started watching it with the murder of George Floyd and Mm -hmm. um, the last few months of protesting. Definitely, I've seen more people mentioning it. But it came out years ago, right? I think 2014 is when the book came out. And then I don't know when the movie came out, though. I think it was fairly recent. Yeah, this movie edition of the book came out last year. So I think the movie came out last year. Oh, okay. So yeah. just uh, okay. I'm long. That's great. That's better than I was like. I feel like this really people missed this one. <laughs> um, but you're right. It came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, few. Huh. Well, anyway, I still need to watch it. Um, well, now it is time for us to move into book news. Rayleigh. What is your book news? Mine is very small. <laughs> Mine is also very small, and I just realized I don't know if half of it is true. Okay, let's... <laughs> oh, this is wonderful reporting. <laughs> okay, because what I found is that... Okay, <clears throat> so Ian Reed, who's the author of I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which yeah. um, people know about more probably now because the movie came out, which, by the way, I watched it, didn't love it didn't love it okay that's too bad that's the one that was on netflix right yes yeah it's just like very strange and even having read the book i like didn't understand the movie and i'm that's like interesting. But that's that's not right like that's not <laughs> how it should it didn't make sense Ugh. anyway so i didn't love the movie but um he has a new book coming out or he's writing a new novel mm. called we spread which is a weird name for a book but um so it's another suspenseful novel um it's once again, similarly to his other books, has been billed as a mind-bending, genre-defying work of fiction. So he writes very interesting mm. books. And um, speaking of which, in the same post that I found, it says that his, I believe it's his second novel, or it was his latest novel before this one, it's called Faux. Apparently it's being made into a movie. But this is what I'm not sure if it's true. I looked it up on IMDb and there's nothing. So I don't know if this is true, but um, it's possible. 
that it's being made into a movie. Um, so that's all I've got. So I don't know if uh, if my news is true or not, but <laughs> I think that it's very interesting for people who are interested in Ian Reid and I'm thinking of ending things. He has, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention yeah. is that I was reading this when I was looking to see if Foe was really being made into a movie. There's a little sentence here that you need to hear. Okay. Foe takes place on a remote farm, <gasps> home to a married couple named Junior and Henrietta. <gasps> One day a stranger arrives on their doorstep with some terrible news. But I just saw remote farm. That's what I wanted to mention. <laughs> it's like, it takes place on a farm. You should look this up. It might be scary though. So but it know. sounds it's... horrifying. Yeah, okay. Well, well yeah. maybe that that's the one that people will recommend me and I'll have to read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, I kind of have two pieces of news because okay. I realized one of them, I mean, I just feel like they're both very small, but they're like the same as yours. So the first one is that Neil Gaiman has a new book out, but it's not really a new book out. It's <laughs> okay. called The Neil Gaiman Reader, and it's a collection of a bunch of his, it's selected fiction, it says. Okay, that's um, neat. And so for, I found out because I follow him on Instagram and he posted a photo of himself with this massive book called The Neil Gaiman Reader. It's so big. It looks bigger than- So it must have some of his big novels in it too. Yeah, well, it looks bigger than- like the orange of the priory tree um <laughs> so it's just it looks huge anyway he says in his caption the neil gaiman reader is a huge book i don't think i had a clue how big it was going to be until this book arrived today you could hurt people with it you could give it to people for christmas or both <laughs> <laughs> and then he posts nice. another photo of the American edition. So there's a there's a different one. The American classic. The American edition has a photograph of Neil Gaiman on it. The UK edition has an illustration of Neil Gaiman on it. Classic US UK cover mm -hmm. divide. But for the US edition, he captioned it: "The US edition of my big book arrived. It isn't for people who have read everything I've written. It's for people who have read a little or nothing at all and want to know what to read next." Or for oh. you who know who I am and what I do to give to your friend who doesn't. It's a tasting menu of my adult fiction. So Yeah, I was just looking it up. It says it has excerpts from his like his major novels and oh. over 50 short stories. That's so that's it has so strange cuz you yeah. see I love Neil Gaiman, but I don't think that I would buy that. I'd rather it's just strange buy the full choice. novels. Yeah, I don't know why you would want just a little bit of American Gods and Stardust and Neverwhere and all I'm those. I'm wondering, because my impulse is that this is an, a, a book for universities. Because a lot of the time mm. in universities, like in a fantasy and fiction course, people will be like do, doing gaming for sure. And it's like, maybe for them, they're like, why would we buy the whole book when we just need the excerpt? So maybe this is going to be good for university classes? Yeah, like it seems like a very strange book to come out in the year 2020 i don't know it seems like the type of thing that like would come out for classic novels right you know like classic authors and that this would have come out 20 years ago so because funny. it's a weird a weird thing to come out now it just seems yeah strange. and my second <laughs> piece of little book news is about ready player two and oh it's because of this <laughs> to be fair very funny named uh from gizmodo i don't know anything about this uh, website. So if they're not reliable, I apologize. But <laughs> it says Ernest Klein reveals that Ready Player Two has the same damn plot as Ready Player. Oh Two. no! <laughs> and so it says it's it puts the synopsis. So here it is: Days after winning Oasis, founder James Halliday's contest, Wade Watts makes a discovery that changes everything. So that's cool. We know that it comes right after the first book. Yeah, and it's about Wade still, so that's good. Yeah, it's about Wade. Hidden within Halliday's vaults, waiting for his heir to find, 
lies a technological advancement that will once again change the world and make the Oasis a thousand times more wondrous and addictive than even Wade dreamed possible. With it comes a new riddle and a new quest, a last Easter egg from Halliday hinting at a mysterious prize, and an unexpected, impossibly powerful, and dangerous new rival awaits, one who will kill millions to get what he wants. Wade's life and the future of the Oasis are again at stake, but this time the fate of humanity also hangs in the balance. Hmm. So you c- it does sound like exactly the same as the first book yeah i just googled Um, it and found a different article and this is kind of funny it says just as roald dahl found a way to to continue charlie's story after the definitive ending of charlie and the chocolate factory (laughs) novelist ernest klein saw room for a sequel to his 2011 dystopian sci-fi novel ready player it's like yeah it ended but he could write more if he wanted to and here he is um so in a way, this is good, actually, because if you want more of Ready Player One, it sounds like you're going to get it, right? Totally. If you're like, I just want more of the same, it sounds like it, that's exactly what it's going to be. And I'm pretty um, sure it's already been optioned for film, right? Like, I'm pretty yeah, sure they... Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but so for second, people who um, like the movies, that'll be Yeah, good. on the other hand, it could be, like, repetitive, and it could be, like, not as good. It could be, like, the same as the first, but not as good, you know? Yeah, I, so, I'm worried now. Hmm. Yeah, we will see. But that is, I thought that was interesting. Like, hard to speculate on a book we haven't read. Actually, we just talked about three books we haven't read. So what are we even doing? Um, We don't know what's going on. Well, that concludes this episode of Books Unbound. This was a fun one. I'm very excited to see what you all recommend to us. So make sure you go to patreon.com forward slash books unbound um to give us our reverse recommendations because we need your help we need those farm books and we need those fugitive tales yes um maybe maybe that's what the episode should be called farm books (laughs) and fugitive tales that's nice (laughs) i do like it a bit more than i hope you finish that one ariel Um, if you you want to uh, follow along with our updates and see the covers of the books that we're talking about make sure that you're following us on instagram at instagram.com forward forward slash books underscore unbound because somebody took books unbound (laughs) Uh, and if you want to support our um our podcast and get a lot of fun extra bonuses like early access to the episodes our bonus podcast and um monthly live streams become a dust jacket today one of the greatest decisions you'll make in 2020 joining our patreon community so we are actually off right now to record our patreon only mini podcast books on bucket where we ask each other bookish questions and today raylene I, it was last night and I was like, guys, talking to CJ, my brother who edits the podcast, and I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, guys, I need a, a Books Unbound question. What should I do? And they were like, make Raylene guess what book you're talking about without telling her the title. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be doing over there. Um, and I think it'll be fun. So this has been Books Unbound with your hosts, me, Ariel, and Raylene. This episode was edited by CJ Bissett of northernsoundhouse.ca, and our community manager is Mars Grove. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye! Bye!